episode uh, 31, I think. No, 2? 32? 32. Did you just say, how are you doing? Howdy doody? What? <laughs> Howdy doody. It's episode 32. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. That's that a that good works one. for me. <laughs> Fine. So, uh, obviously, our, our show intros um, now officially suck. So, since we're just going to jump into it, I would assume, uh, Mark, uh, welcome. Thank you. And uh, and <laughs> the show energy level is uh, is terrible today. Um, I'm going to blame Mark. And uh, do you uh, do you have news for us today, so we can get off to a good start? I do, but you didn't welcome Ed and Jim. Oh, that's right. So welcome, Ed. <laughs> welcome, Ed, or welcome, Jim, Bob, uh, Mark. Hey, Pete. Maybe What's up, to, Bob? Maybe we ought to start the show over again. That's awesome. I think we should leave it. <laughs> now, here, I, yeah, there are stories in the news, and one of them reminded me of Ed. Um, oh, Judge God, jails I can man only for lugging beer to go. DWI hearing. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again? I didn't. Judge jails man for lugging beer to DWI hearing. I can see that. Monticello, New York. Authorities say a New York man appearing before a judge on a felony drunk driving charge arrived at court an hour and a half late, drunk and carrying an open can of butt. Bush beer. Bush. <laughs> Sullivan County Undersheriff Eric Chabody says Keith Gruber of Swan Lake had four unopened cans of beer in his bag Monday when he tried to walk through the metal detector at the county courthouse. The Middletown Times Herald Record reports that Judge Frank Labuda, man, there are too many names in this article, asked the 49 year old Gruber if he enjoyed his liquid lunch. He said he did, and then he said he was sorry. The judge revoked his bail, sent him to jail, where he remained Tuesday. He was arrested <laughs> December 27th in the town of Liberty and was out on $30,000 cash bail. He has prior DWI convictions. Ah, that would make sense. Boy, amazing. Guy goes to court drunk with a beer in his hand. Uh, Wouldn't be so the first time. Did Did Ed remind you of the judge or of the guy uh, appearing in the court? I could picture Ed going into court with a uh, can of beer in his hand. I've never done that before in my life. I just said I could picture you doing that. <laughs> oh, I, I, I could now, yeah. And, you know, contempt of the court, but uh, not Woman not drives off in police car in Florida. How many times have we covered ones like this? They, uh, they seem to do it quite a bit. A Florida woman who was handcuffed by police and placed in the backseat of a patrol car managed to drive off in the cruiser, crashing up blocks away. Officers responded to a weekend call of a possible sexual assault, but the woman who com- complained appeared to be suffering from mental illness. Authorities say police were still investigating Sunday afternoon when the handcuffed woman screeched through the window to the front seat and drove off, crashing the car. God, now, Ed, that sounds like you going what? to a uh, <laughs> sexual assault call, and then you arrest the victim for, for something to get out of paper. She oh. stole my car to boot. <laughs> the worst part was is that now she'll sue because you had her handcuffed and she couldn't drive. Right, right. Impaired her driving. Massage parlor inspector demands rubdown. A California man is charged with demanding a rubdown and $200 while pretending to be a massage parlor inspector. Orange County prosecutors charge Ed Skullcrack. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Edward, though. They charge Edward LaPointe with felony burglary and misdemeanor counts of impersonating a police officer and firearms violations. He, uh, he's a former police officer from Illinois. He was wearing a badge when he entered the Golden Spa Massage Parlor in Lake Forest on January 31st, told the manager he was investigating a complaint. 
He then complained of back pain, and a masseuse gave him a back rub before he laid on the bed naked and asked for a frontal massage, which was refused. So I guess he ended up getting arrested for that. No happy ending there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Here's a, I got two more here. April Fool's prank cost teenager $150 in tickets. A 16-year-old Central Illinois girl has been given $150 in tickets after the worried victims of her April Fool's Day prank called police. Bloomington police say the girl texted her friend and cousin, said she'd been robbed and shot in the foot. The pair called the police, who rushed to the home where they found her safe. She had not been robbed or shot. They gave her a ticket for disorderly conduct and a $50 truancy ticket. But uh, here's something. I mean, I don't know if people realize that, but if somebody calls the police with a false crime, they could be held criminally responsible with a false report of an emergency or filing a false police report. You could actually get arrested for that. So I think she got off pretty easy with $150 in tickets. Here's one that's kind of serious, but we got to ask for our, uh, especially our Southern California listeners help in this one how did you guys hear about that giants fan that was attacked at the dodger stadium oh that's terrible that emt whatever it was yeah he's a paramedic and from the bay area and he went with some friends to a giants game in los angeles and after the game they're walking out to their car and uh, they got heckled by a couple of uh, guys in dodgers attire and they ignored him and these two guys in the Dodgers attire ran up and uh, hit the guy in the back of the head. He went down to the pavement, cracked his head open on the pavement, and then they sit there and stomped him, kicked him, and beat him up to the point now he's in a coma. They may have to release some pressure out of his brain, take the frontal lobe of his uh, skull off to release pressure. So he's in a coma. I mean, it's pretty sad when you can't just you can't go support your baseball team and wear a jersey or something without being attacked by some idiots or gangbangers so um we need help anybody in southern california that listens to us and uh if you know of somebody that knows of somebody or if there's a cell phone video or something out there anonymously send it to the police people like this have to be caught that was just totally uncalled for unacceptable and it's not a matter of snitching it's a matter of doing you know following your moral compass and doing what's right if you know anything about who did this they they need to be held responsible what do you guys god, think god forbid a cell phone video be used for something good <laughs> uh, yeah no kidding all we ever see is bad besides burger king fights and uh, clerks getting hit with burgers and jump yeah. over counters and all that kind of stuff there's nothing better than a good burger king fight yeah hey Ed, you and me talked about this one um obituary burglaries Oh, yeah, yeah. Some communities where, I mean, the crooks, I guess they always come up with something new. They're they're looking in the paper for obituaries. And, I mean, what better place can you go to a house to burgie? Because, you know, nobody's going to be there on the day of the funeral. At least uh, you hope not anyway. Yeah, so these people are going there and they're they're burglarizing the house while everyone's away at the funeral. So not only are these people losing a loved one that day, they go home and find out their house is all ransacked and, and whatnot. Yeah, that's that's been going on for quite a while. I guess it's getting more popular now, though, isn't it? Yeah. That or you read about a family wiped out in a car, and you look up their address and then go clean their house out. Car accident type thing. You guys see that new app for, uh, is Jim still with us? I think he's asleep. 
I know Jim said he didn't want to do the show tonight, but he, I mean, he's taking her literally, didn't he? He's just sitting here listening to you speak. I was uh, just wondering uh, if they really still make Bush beer. <laughs> I thought Bush made beans. I thought Bush was the last president. <laughs> uh, let's not beat around the bush, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> of course, it, that. <clears throat> you guys seen those cars now? In the bush. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they got apps for phones now for unlocking and starting your car. Yep. What do you think? Oh, now? really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, they got the commercial out where it shows this guy calling his girlfriend or somebody and says, do it one more time. And with her phone, she unlocks and starts the car. So what do you think is going to happen when criminals find a way to tap into this and just start, I mean, unlocking and stealing cars left and right? It's, if uh, we're talking about it, they're already doing it. I can tell you that can, right now. We can already lock them and stop the car. So why? I mean, that's able to be done by law enforcement right now with OnStar. Right, but now this is an app where you can get anybody on their phone to... Uh, well, you know, have to subscribe to the service there, buddy. I know, but I'm saying criminals, if they find a way to tap into this... Uh, yeah, but I can't, like, go to the iTunes store and grab an app that says Unlock Mark's Car. Well, I kind of figured that, Brent. I know it's not that easy. I just check a box and it says Mark. Yeah, Come whose on. car would you like to steal today? Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I can talk to my car, so I've why got, not? I've got that app on my droid. Do you? Yeah. What's it called? Steal a car. <laughs> That's hmm. Droid. Okay, that, was, that was the worst. Would you like to steal the car that's pulling up next to you? Yes. Brakes. Accelerator. That'd be awesome. It's coming. It's already. They've already talked about it, supposedly. People have already made it happen, but... I don't know. Car manufacturers are going to definitely have to do something about that. They're going to have to lock that down. It's funny how they do it now. You simply approach the driver's door of another car with a loaded friggin' nine in your hand, make the person get out, and then the car's yours. <laughs> so you don't need an app to carjack is what you're saying? Not in that application. Yeah. It probably walks you through it. Step to car window. Okay, cool. Point yeah, gun there's, there's a checklist. You, there's a checklist you can follow. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm following the checklist. Could you wait a second? Yeah, if something goes wrong, run. <laughs> Tell cops you knew nothing. All right, hey, so I've anything... got news. Oh, my God, what? My little brother just turned 53 friggin' years old, and in two more years, he'll be able to friggin' get half off at Denny's. So, uh, happy <laughs> <birthday>, <laughs> Well, that's great, considering Jim already gets that discount at Denny's now, my older brother. <laughs> do you get those uh those letters in the mail all the time aarp that's the one yeah yeah those, <laughs> those turncoats i toss it to the <laughs> every time are they affiliated with the iron warriors or oh what is with that uh, ed just sent him a picture of him holding his uh grenade launcher and his mail stopped <laughs> to the aarp like, didn't look like a grenade launcher to me <laughs> oh my god ah that's a great show great show topic how to get junk mail to stop by ed ask a cop about a police job oh my god do you guys special. follow supercross brent you do don't you uh no what is up with james stewart i, I don't follow it oh i just heard like that story is that true i didn't hear the details yeah. of it it's really true 
he friggin' uh, he pulled the dude's an ad. 25 he got years apple. old. He's he's in his friggin' Toyota Tundra sponsored truck that they give him, and he's with some other clown, and uh, he activates these uh, blue lights on his dash and pull over a, a car uh, somewhere down, I think in Florida. You sure wasn't the, the app that was, he had on his phone? It, the only problem was the the car he pulled over was full of uh, two off-duty cops and an off-duty deputy sheriff. Whoops. Yeah. So they ended up hooking him, and uh, he got uh, hooked for impersonating a peace officer. And then the uh, dude that was with him got hooked for uh, tampering with evidence because he tried to stash uh, stash the lights in his luggage. Unbelievable. Well, there, there is some weird rule in Florida about volunteers, I think. I don't know... Because there was a show, I can't remember which, one of those, you know, fix your ride type car shows on TV. Pimp your ride? Yeah, but it wasn't that one. It was, a, it was a different one. But one of the famous basketball players that was on the show had blue lights all over his car, like red and blue lights. And he had, he was like saying that he was some kind of reserve officer down in Florida. And I'm like, wait a second, that doesn't sound right. So I don't know. I, I We'd have to look into that. I've been curious about that for a long time. This one sounded like he was just being a dumbass. Yeah, especially when you're a uh, motocross star making big bucks with factory sponsors to be in the headlines for something like that's not a good thing. I believe we call that, uh, you know, when people think that they are untouchable in situations like that. Ed's got that app on his phone, and we talked about that the last show. Ed was actually he was playing the little siren for us and everything else, the little red you know, did, blue I, lights that flash. Yeah, just deleted it the other day. <laughs> oh, why did you delete it? You get busted? No, I just had a whole bunch of crap to uh, to uh, take off my phone. I had way, much, too, way too much junk in there. Yeah, the uh, the lights were making his porn run too slow. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when that happens. I had to clean my phone out. Yeah, sure you did. <laughs> so I'm looking up how to steal a car now on my app, so I haven't found it yet. Oh, man, because that would be awesome. We should make that app. We could put an app of how to do all sorts of criminal stuff, just follow this checklist. We'd probably have a bigger following if we uh, told people how to commit crime instead of how to prevent crime. Well, we, we sure can, have enough. We can write email. another book. Yeah. Instead of cop yeah. talk, it'd be crook talk. Crook talk. Kind of like. Uh... <laughs> what you don't know will help you. <laughs> <laughs> Told by cops, we're all learn from others' mistakes and getting arrested. Oh. <clears throat> all right. Let's see here. So you out of news, there, buddy? I'm out of news. All right. So we want to do some questions, I assume. Oh, FYI to our uh, Australian listeners that uh, I did just send out that book, so they should be getting it sometime eventually. Uh, it bankrupt us to send it to you, but uh, thanks for your support. Yeah, I think it was like $3,000 Australian <laughs> money, which is like a million bucks U.S., so it was, uh, it was awesome. terrible. But it's on its way. No, it wasn't that bad, but hopefully they'll read it and get back to us with how uh, wonderful it is. Yes. Sweet. Um, okay, so we have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six or so questions this week. All from, uh, I'll post these on the website later or throughout the next couple weeks. Uh, okay, so first one, kidnapping. What should you do if someone at gunpoint wants you to get in their car? It's kind of like dating. First, I'd like to say that I really do like your show and do appreciate 
all that you do to keep us safe. Sometimes it's hard to follow you. I couldn't imagine why. We apologize for that. <laughs> no, mine says sometimes it's hard to follow Jim. No, it says you, and I believe that means Mark. But that's okay, so let's not get off topic. So because amidst all the joking, things get a little lost in the process. Yeah, I could understand that. Maybe we'll try to recap some of these questions a little better at the end. I assume this is how you handle stress because I cannot even imagine what it would be like to be a cop, especially since so many people look down on cops, which I consider unfortunate. Hey, so do we. I guess that is why I always tell cops when I see them just how much they're appreciated. Well, we appreciate that. And then he had another question in here about uh, knife length and what you can carry. That's we'll get into that after. So let's let's talk about. I'm going to take with your fast little fingers. Bring it up. What the uh, size of a knife? Yeah. Yep. In California, Legal. you could bring in all the 653k, all the stuff, the the size of the knife, the uh, the dagger, what's considered dagger, uh, the flip the, knife. So you could bring it up. I'm thinking of California while, uh, code. So Brent's talking. So, oh, me talking? I don't want to talk. I want you to talk about getting kidnapped at gunpoint. Well, that is such a broad spectrum. There is uh, there's really no right or wrong answer. I mean, if, if someone's pointing a gun at you. It's your decision what you're going to do. I mean, if it's really a tough call. If you have any opportunity to get away, you know, you could try that. We can't tell people what to do in that situation because if we tell them run and they get shot in the back, then, you know, all of a sudden we're going to say, well, that didn't work. Well, right. But, but I if mean, you get if you... in the car, then you're going to be held hostage. I mean, there, there's just so many variables, you know, the size. So what, what would be the safest thing to get the hell away from the person that's trying to steal your car right as in to try to work a way out of not going with them yeah this says wants you to get in their car not like a carjacking where they're telling you to get out if they're telling you to get out hey get out and run and whatever you know but this here is more looks more like a kidnapping question where someone has a gun and they're telling you to get in the car but because there's so many variables is the guy sitting in his car pointing a gun at you is he standing outside and has a gun to the you know right into your back there's so many variables here that it's really almost dangerous to try to tell people what they should or or shouldn't do. Well, and we can't answer that based on us being cops either. Right. Because I think we'd probably do something stupid. Now, me, if let's <clears throat> say I'm just a Joe Citizen and someone points a gun at me, you know, I don't have training as a cop or anything, if there was a way for me to get away, I would probably take that option first. Cause I wouldn't want to be in a car because then you're more confined and who knows, you know, especially if it's a young lady, they're putting in a car, who knows what they're going to do to her. Um, but me being a guy, I'd probably see if there's a way to try to get away from the guy, disable him or something. Uh, then again, if I'm a hundred pound, you know, young lady, you, you're not going to be able to disable a guy with a gun. It's well, I mean, unless you unless you know like triple black belt, right? I mean, the last so. thing you want to do is get shot. But you know, a girl gets into a car with a guy with a gun. Who knows what his intentions are? And that's that's well, another. That's probably bad where thing you're going to see that scenario happen more often than not. I I mean, it'd be pretty rare rare <laughs> that a guy would pull a gun on on you know to kidnap a guy. But they definitely, you know, sexual predators. They definitely be out there. Uh, you know, a woman. Uh, Walking to her car late at night from work alone, or or jogging on a on a trail. I mean, that's probably you know you read about that happening all the time. But that's I something mean, that women can can avoid by 
you know, always, uh, you know, like we tell them all the time, you know, if you're going to go jogging uh, through the park trails, you know, go with three or four of your friends and stay in a group. Don't don't just go running out by yourself. Don't put yourself in that position. A lot of businesses offer uh, security or even just a fellow employee, you know, walking you to your car to make sure you get there okay at, at night. You know, even at our station, we've got a couple fem- female employees and, you know, when it's dark and, and laid out, even though it's in front of the, the sheriff's station, you know, we walk we walk them out and make sure they get on their way. But you know, that's probably the- where that scenario is going to be more predominant rather than, you know, I, I mean, unless it was a hostage situation or someone was trying to get away from the cops, you know, and wanted to use you as a hostage. You know, I just haven't heard that 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 often about guys being approached at gunpoint to be, you know, kidnapped. And the location is going to make a difference, too. If it's a really isolated area, there's there's not a lot that you could do for your safety. But if it's like a crowded area, shopping center, I mean, people could scream at the top of their lungs and run away. And the last thing that person's going to want is attention. Um, they're probably just going to try to get out of there. So the location is big. If, if there's a way to scream and run uh, to get away, that that's an option. But Which once again, Mark we can't do. Mark would scream and run. Ah! See, yeah, I'd laugh have... at the person. I'd laugh and say, are you a friend of my ex-wife? But Mark would scream and, and run. Yeah. Jim would say, you don't need that gun. I'll get in the car with you. Jim likes guys. <laughs> what about you, Ed? What's your take? Wrong. Uh, I'd say move to Arizona, carry a gun in your pocket like I do, and they pull a gun out and just start shooting at them. That's true. If this can't be in Arizona, because the guy would pull a gun and say, get in the car, and the lady would pull out the gun and pump, like, 12 rounds into him and say, not this time. And he'd have, like, a 38, and she'd have, like, a Desert Eagle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think you had the same training I did, Mark, way back when we had that crazy Marine on our squad who uh, used to teach us how to, how to take bread as a part in, in the flip of your hand. Right. You could point a bread of 92 at somebody, he would be able to grab it before you could pull the trigger and take the whole entire top end of it off. Yep. Dude, they practice so that in prison. Well, yeah. that's, what, that's where he learned it. <laughs> no. that's, why, that's why Jim got rid of his Beretta. <laughs> no, no, he didn't learn it in prison, but that's apparently where, where, where law enforcement learned it was going on. But if you're that close to somebody with inside of a two- or three-foot radius and they have a gun pointed at you, there's a lot of different things you can do, and I don't suggest the public do it, but uh, there is training out there to, to show you what you, what your options are uh, without getting in the car and, and, and losing your life you know, with your hands up, you know, submitting to a person. You know what, Ed? That's a good point because, you know, in defensive tactics, they teach us all those moves, you know, for close encounters like that. Right. There, there's a lot of uh, self-defense classes that people can actually take that would, uh, you know, introduce them to those type of techniques but you know it's it's a 50 50 call more more often i'm not telling anybody to play with guns but i mean more often than not if you had somebody standing next to three feet and they they had a gun pointed at you and it was not a cocked in single action and and if it wasn't a revolver cocked down you could almost slap the gun out of their hand before their their brain tells their finger to pull the trigger yep but i'm not saying that's anybody in the public could do but that's stuff that they taught us before uh in the academy and also uh you know uh training as we went along as officers yeah you got to train and train and train to be able to do those types of things correctly and there's a certain uh, you know amount of distance between you and the person with the gun that you have to there's a certain point there's a cutoff where you're not going to make it so it's uh it's something you have to learn you just can't do it but it is there is options to just giving up 
Uh, but you, you have to go out there and, and seek out those classes and uh, and take the classes. And practice. Right, right. On Ed. And, and of course, it's never, it's not like you're going to get hijacked every single day. So, you know, if you're living in a bad neighborhood, it's a potential for that. But your average Joe is never going to have that problem occur. Yeah, I don't know simpler. why I just had that vision of Mark friggin' panicking and not knowing what to do and raising his t shirt up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you seem to like to uh, look at guys without shirts and stuff on, Jim, but I don't know. Maybe that explains why you're still single. No, you. Oh God! Wow. You know, it always. Harsh. Yeah, that was kind of mean. <laughs> Shouldn't pick on him like that. Hey, he started it. Hey, the oh. second half of the the question about the knife. Yes. Okay, my other question. Good. My other question is, what is the legal length of a knife that one can have in their pocket? Well, six fifty three K covers uh, switchblades, which is the knife that would uh, pop out automatically by a button or. Any type of knife you can... Uh, I've seen those... Uh, what's that other real popular brand used to be on everybody's belt buckle? Spyderco? No, the... Uh, the gravity knives. Bucks, and buck the, knives. Uh, I've seen buck knives where you can take them out and flick them, and, and they open up real quick. So this covers anything that uh, if it takes uh, less than two hands to open. It's illegal. And the blade being longer than two inches. Whoa, so, whoa, whoa, whoa. Excuse me, what? It, if it takes less than one hand to be opened, it's illegal? Well, the way it's describing in here is any knife you can flick with gravity or anything like, like that. Like a gravity knife. Uh, any knife or a knife that you've you've machined enough that... Somebody's all you flicking do, a knife now. Not me. Um, it's says, <laughs> you can hear it in his voice. <laughs> I'll, re I'll read you half of, the, half of the paragraph. For the purposes of this section, switchblade knife means a knife having the appearance of a pocket knife and includes a spring blade knife, snap blade knife, gravity knife, or other similar type knife the blade or blades of which are two or more inches in length and which can be released automatically by a flick of a button, pressure uh, on the handle, flip of the wrist, or other mechanical device, or is released by the weight of the blade or by any type of mechanism whatsoever. So they've got everything completely covered, and the length of the blade itself is two inches. So I guess with a one-inch blade, you're okay, but a two-inch blade, you're in violation of the law. And those are for, like, the gravity knives and switchblades. The switchblade's illegal anyway, but... Um, buck knives a are okay. as long blade. as Do you know how short a one-inch blade knife is? <laughs> Daggers are illegal. That's shorter than a carpet knife. I mean, one, one, I mean, I have a tiny little knife in front of me, and it's got a three-inch blade, and it is teeny tiny little pocket knife. No, no, well, that's they're legal. Folding knives are legal as long as it's not like a switchblade, spring-loaded, or gravity, where you could uh, basically open it with one hand. I can open this with one hand. Uh, you're illegal. They're... You sure? Somebody, somebody, call the police and have them head over to Brent's house. <laughs> yeah, they always come well, over. Well, this, sure. the, this is kind of misleading, also, because this pertains to passengers or drivers in a motor vehicle. Now, I'm going to go to 12020 and start taking a look at that for you here in a minute, but that'll cover in your pocket, on your person, etc. But Basically, just to remember that this is all California only. Right. Basically, the switchblade. You know the ones, the switchblades, where you push the button and it's spring-loaded and it flips open. Those those are totally illegal. You know, if you've got an old, worn... Uh, butterfly knife, knife, too. Uh, yeah, butterfly knife. That's a gravity can, knife. But your regular folding pocket knife, if it's, like, worn and you could actually flip it real hard and open it up to a locked position, that that's really not going to be counted like that. They're more concerned with the gravity knives and the, the, uh, the spring-loaded ones. Yeah, but if I have, like, a... Uh, I mean, I've seen some pretty big folding knives, like a foot-long folder. That's is that illegal? 
No, the uh, daggers are what's illegal. The like fixed blade knives, um, what's considered a dagger, those are illegal. People, if you've got a folding knife in a sheath on your belt, um, basically you're okay. How about a straight blade knife? No, those are considered daggers. Hmm. Ed could look that one up. I'm going to, but just real quickly, everything I just read to you came out of the section that reads, um, every person who possesses in a passenger's or driver's area of a motor vehicle. So that pertains only to motor vehicles. I'm going to go over to, to the weapons section here in a minute and take a look at that and see what I come up with. Anyway, onward. I don't know what you guys are talking about. All my knives are legal. All right. So, oh, this is the best question in here. Okay. Hey, where'd uh, that question come from? Oh, you know, I did not write Was it California? Because laws, I, don't, I mean, I don't they vary know. state to state. Right. I don't know, but actually thinking about that, I do want to... If you're living in California, just walk around with absolutely no way to possibly defend yourself, and that's what the government wants. So just feel very vulnerable. <laughs> here, we unless, unless, here we go. Here we go. Or you're, uh, right. you're a crook. My name's Ed. I'm on this little thing. It's called a soapbox. As the five black SUVs pull up in front of his house. <laughs> uh, so that question was from. Uh, it doesn't say Jack he didn't. Power. He didn't say Long where, but uh, we can at least thank Vince for the question. So um, let's see. Let me. Uh, I'm thinking about Mark being kidnapped. What? What's that dude that wears that little thong that starts bouncing up and down? Is that Party Boy on Jackass? Is that is that what they call him, Party Boy? I don't Guy watch that show. We don't up. watch guys in thongs, Jim, so this <laughs> one's just on you. <laughs> All right, moving along. Police job. Right, everybody gets to answer this, so just uh, let me get through the question before you say what I think you're going to say. So uh, somebody uh, writing in about wanting a police job. Here's uh, here's the question. So I smoked pot for uh, 10 months. I took uh, unprescribed Lortab less than five times. Well, that's nice. Uh, did Xanax once. Good. I'm uh, 16 years old. And uh, he's been sober for almost four months now. Uh, he'd like to be able to come. He'd like to become a cop at age 19. What are your guys' opinions? Which I think you could be a captain at some departments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got that right. He's got a great future ahead of him. Yeah, so there's certain PDs that he could be chief of police. He'd be uh, looked well after. <laughs> I would say, what's he? Sixteen. Sixteen. Sixteen, and he wants to be the police. Uh, uh, but he's been he's been sober for four months, Ed. So I don't know what you're talking about. Don't well, be negative now. No, I'm not. No, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give him a point blank because at 16 I smoked marijuana a few times myself. Uh, but for he's done. Uh, he's right. been smoking. He's been smoking pot for 10 months straight. But he's got okay, well, coma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what then? What exactly is the Xanax and unprescribed Lortab for? It's because the dope well, wasn't working. <laughs> anyway, he if he if he's serious about getting involved in law enforcement, he needs to uh, like cut it off ASAP and ask himself why he was doing that, why he was smoking pot, and you know for ten months, and why he's taking Lortab. Is he trying to bug out, or, or what's the deal here? And then if he's really serious about law enforcement, he needs to start doing things in, uh, in that direction. And that's obviously doesn't include uh, smoking weed and popping pills and all that kind of stuff. Right. Well, Lortab is a 
what uh, painkiller, correct? I think it is. I, I, think, I can't I remember. Think Lord, I think Lortab's a painkiller. So obviously got something going on there, but I'm sure it's his back. So the, I guess my answer would be, yeah, no. Well, yeah, no, he, he, he can, he can, uh, actions speak louder than words. And you know, what's happened in the past, that's in the past, but from 16, I don't think he could get a job as a cop at 19. I think you got to be 21 in most States, but what happens from 16, 17, 18, all the way up to 21, you know, if, if he turns things around where he starts taking classes, you know, doesn't get in any trouble, becomes a CSO, starts putting some, uh, some school units towards it, you know, then it'd be a different thing, but. Right. If it's just something out of the blue that he's thinking about, he might be better off uh, joining the service and go doing a couple couple tours and then, then seeing what he wants to do when he's 21. Yeah, the dude's got to clean up his act. Yeah, well, 16, he's still young. He could say that he was experimenting because, I mean, that's basically what he's doing. So, But if you if he's honest about wanting to get get involved in law enforcement, um, you need to cut it off ASAP and, and start cleaning your act up. Hey, if Mark's he's honest about getting it. for 48 years. <laughs> if he wants a if he wants a good job anywhere, he better get his crap together. Yeah, yeah. I don't no. care police or not. I wouldn't hire him as a normal employee. Yeah, well, I every job be, I uh, I don't think he'd get a job uh, working security for ten bucks an hour with that kind of record. Well, with with nowadays, even in construction, have you seen some of the security guards that are currently out there? That's kind of the point I was making, Mark. Didn't you used to work security, Mark? Uh, no, negatory. Oh, Sure. Oh. Yeah. Anyhow, as I was going to say, was that of all the construction jobs I've worked on in the last 10 years since I've retired, I've had to take urinalysis, urine tests and all that kind of stuff. You can't even say it. I know. Where I did know. you take them? You he was taking, take he was taking the urinalysis well, test. Being in a cup at a, where, at a you where know. Where did he take them? At a clinic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I but, took uh, the urine so, test. Where did you take it? Jim, he's he's still got it. <laughs> so for the sixteen-year-old, oh. the fact of the matter is that workman's comp insurance, I think, requires most employers now to do uh, to do some kind of a drug test on them because you can't have people floating around the job drunk or high or whatever. Yeah, the just, last one Ed took, they uh, congratulated him and told me he was pregnant. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> well, you know, I had a guy on a job tell me one time, believe it or not, to beat the to beat the urine test. That you go to these head shops and apparently you can buy a sack of urine, put it in your pants or put it down your shorts and have a, a little tube coming up your hoodinger. So when you go inside there, if they're watching you, you just you turn on a little valve under your under your you know Johnny Come Lately dealy, and away comes this this clean urine. You squeeze your legs together, and it forces the urine out of the bag into the cup, so it's clean urine. Hey, this guy's telling you're on your way to take the test, and you get chased by the cops, and you start running, and the bag leaks, or your well. hoodinger falls off. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was such a thing as a hoodinger. Well, you, you know, never uh, lose your hoodinger. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the, the, people go to some extremes to get out of uh, turning up dirty in these drug tests. Uh, you know, and this guy, and not, not not to mention what really pissed me off about this guy is he ratted me out for having a little cocktail on new year's eve with two other people on the job it's like okay wait a minute here you are taking urine sacks in between your legs and you're bragging me for having a little uh you know merry christmas shot on the job but anyway that was many years ago all right well uh uh thanks to josh for sending in that question and making us all depressed that everybody's doing drugs um 
Yeah, good, good luck with that. So, uh, hopefully you'll clean your crap up. Alright, next one. Sealed record. I uh, love the podcast. Oh man, there's like three people that love it now. Um, <laughs> my question is this. If you have a sealed record, would that prevent you from applying and becoming a cop? Something happened when I was 17, and it went into a youthful offender sealed record. This person is now 34, worked for the federal government, uh, dream is to become a cop. Any help would be greatly appreciated. Was never arrested, but while in court, pled guilty, and the judge placed it in the sealed record. Also, When they were 17. Yes. Also, would that show up if you applied for a position as a police officer? It's just a stupid thing I did as a kid, and I've been a model citizen ever since. I think you could have a sealed record for murder and probably still get a job with the government at 34 and become a cop. Yeah. I mean, I, I was being facetious, but no, me? But uh, no, I mean, if this <laughs> person's 34 now, I, I, as far as I know, most juvenile records are sealed and they don't uh, they don't come up. Especially if you were 21 or 22, there might be uh, a possibility. But being 34 and having uh, worked for the government or got clearance for a government job, I don't, <clears throat> I don't think this person has anything to worry about. Yeah, I think in, in the case of a, if he committed a crime and they're looking for priors, they'd open up the record. But uh, I, I think if he's got a sealed record like I do, I had some uh, you know uh, less than stellar things I did as a teenager. You? That, that no, not me. But uh, that <laughs> you just was, said you. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just trying. And to... I said, and I said you. Yeah, and it's, he it's, said it's no, a, not me. It was limitations me. is enough. Yeah. Well, we know he took urine samples. I mean, he <laughs> he's, a, that. he's a urinalysis stealer. <laughs> anyway, the short story long is that. Uh, oh, piss that uh, yeah, I have <laughs> sealed, and uh, I think if it wasn't sealed, I probably would have never been able to get in law enforcement. But other than that. <clears throat> oh, wow, that's there's a that's a admission of guilt right there. No, it's a, it's a truth, and I tell the truth, nothing but the truth. So help you God. Amen. You know, they say this about getting hired. <laughs> they they would rather rather than someone 21 years old living with mom and dad who's had a you know a spotless friggin' record in life that really Jim, you live with mom and dad until you were 28, <laughs> 27. <laughs> get it right mark <laughs> dude you suck for that on this show you gotta say something like that seriously really uh, anyway getting back to what i was saying what we call that i, is I think an oral board is gonna look at at more so, someone that's been through life that's had a few ups and downs that that uh has been on their own uh versus you know i i mean there's nothing wrong with a 21 year old that applies and and gets hired but they're definitely going to favor, I think, someone that's got a little more life experience. And sometimes life experience involves uh, making mistakes and paying for them. I mean, he's working for the federal government now, and it didn't right. come out during a background yeah. check. I mean, if he's absolutely fearful that it's going to come out, I would say even honesty would be the the best question or the best answer. He's, he's 34. He's already got it f at least 15 years behind him, and he's been a model citizen. I think any department would say, no, we're going to give you a chance. Um, I wouldn't even bring it up. No, I wouldn't uh, either. Don't even, because you don't open don't. the door that they, they haven't uh, opened. If it comes up, then honesty is the best policy. Don't yeah, try to I, lie about it or lie about I, I can tell you from, from looking through uh, applications and stuff, that is not 
not a place to uh, bring stuff up. I have the, oh man, don't admit you're guilty to something unless you're really guilty. Don't let, you know. Those that, are... that, no, I don't think you're, you're required to, uh, to, to say anything that's inside that sealed record anyway. They can't even ask about it. What happened when you were juvenile? Oh, I have a sealed record. Okay, that's the end, end of conversation. Mm. You know, if it's uh, something that terrible, they'll find out anyway. Yeah, it's right. called sealed for a reason. All right. So, no, I, I think uh, if your dream is In to Mark's become a case, cop, it was, I didn't know she was it. 16. Oh. Uh, and with Jim, it's I knew she was 16, but I thought I would get away with it. <laughs> well, didn't you have that Scooby-Doo van, Mark? Scooby-Doo. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, did the license plate, if this van's Dude, rocking, get it don't right. bother knocking. It was, it was called the layaway. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The layaway. Oh, oh, Lord, you're God. killing me. I anyway, remember the look on your father-in-law's face. <laughs> he had probably 20 AR-15s pointed at that van. Yeah, one the, time. the orange uh, fur Mark, Mark pulls up with, with long hair and a friggin' beard and a van that says layaway. Yeah, that the was orange fur bed uh, didn't go over too well in the either. And but you know what? He's my father-in-law 30 years later, and he likes me, so it's a good thing. Yeah, one person out of 785,000. <laughs> hey, I've got three fans on this show, Jim. You got zero. Mm-hmm. Oh, now anyway, we're... back to our uh, youthful offender with a sealed record. I, I think if it's to follow your dream to become a cop, go for it. 34-year-old model citizen, go for it. You have nothing to lose. You still got a job. Right, and I, w- I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. So. He's already got a job now. Yeah, but he won't see. He 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 won't regret going into law enforcement until he jumps over a few fences, lands on top of them, and the jewels get smashed and it's bleeding all over the place and yada yada yada. And sitting behind a abandoned gar- yeah, gas might, station, might be chasing a guy that had a bag of piss tucked between his legs <laughs> and squirt all over you. I mean, there's there's unseen hazards there. And when he turns around and goes, "I'm Ed." When when I left the jail, not knowing how easy I had it, went out to the street, was doing 15, 20 page reports with a pen in my hand. I realized, what the hell did I do? I Ed, just... you kissed off more paper than you've ever wrote. <laughs> <laughs> well, I learned from the best, Mark. Thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> that was well done. Got out of that one nicely. All right, so so thanks, Chris, for that question. Hopefully that answered your question. If it didn't, uh, you can send all your complaining emails to Mark. So... All right, so this one everybody thinks, well, I, well, let me read it, and then you guys can go from there. So Mariah, call, uh, I think, let's see. So I think I'm being stalked. It's probably Jim. This guy is from a different country. Oh, it's not Jim. It's Pubbin. He's, huh? <laughs> you, oh, <laughs> so you are from, <laughs> never mind. So the guy is from a different country. He's 20 years old. We are currently friends right now, but he calls me sweetie and gives me a lot of compliments. Well, hey, uh, I am 14. Where's, okay, the siren? That... Where's the sirens at? Immediately, 14. Uh... Yeah. I, let me let me say that one more time. I am 14. He is 20. Okay. He started off by calling me and leaving me voicemail messages. Then I texted him because I got freaked out. Oh, well, that makes sense. Okay, so he apologized and told me that he would back off and he didn't mean to sound stalkerish. That's a cool new word. Uh, I love talking to people around the world because I find it interesting. I guess my questions are, how can you tell if someone is a predator? 
do you guys think this guy is a predator and what action should I take if he is? He just makes me feel important and we share a lot in common. Ugh, she answered her own question. Yeah, yeah, he has a 20 and 14. Right. That's he, a problem. He's making her feel special or making her feel important. He's a predator. That's part of their game is to make you feel something you're not. And then that's 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 a whole part of it right there. So I, the the red light is on. Stay as far away from anybody that age who's making you feel important. That's his right. whole game. Now, that being said, different countries, different rules. So sometimes, you know, where he's from, we are not aware. So he might be doing this and it's totally normal. Denmark. From where he's from to be doing this and it's not a big deal. The issue is, is that you do not want to. You know, you don't want to be the the end of the bad situation if it is potentially a predator or some kind of stalker. But yeah, Brent, first off, he, uh, he's I'm gonna twenty. Have to agree with it. I'm going to have to agree with you, sweetie. Thank you, honey. <laughs> he, he calls you sweetie and gives you a lot of compliments. A twenty year old doesn't talk to a fourteen year old unless they're out for something, and he's not really stalkering stalkering you. Stalkering you. <laughs> it's like I'm in a cornfield. <laughs> this guy is certainly after something other than... They have another Percocet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a lore tab, my friend. Lore you, tab. You'll yeah. be surprised. Take it, take it, it from Ed. Take good advice from Ed with his sealed record. Is that the kind of stuff that was in your sealed <laughs> record there, Ed? <laughs> anyway, I'm trying to stay serious. Okay. Uh, you know, he's 20 years old, so stay away from this, man. He's uh, way yeah. too old for you. The dude is That's bad Bad news. news written all over it. Bad news. Bad news. Bottom line is, with Facebook and MySpace and all that, don't be giving out. I mean, I'm sure if she's talking, these kids, and they're putting their personal addresses, phone numbers, everything on there. Pretty soon, if this guy is a stalker, he's going to be showing up at your house one day and knocking on the door. Um, Dude, that's getting into another whole frigging hour show we could do just on the Internet. You know, how how these kids just, they have no idea what kind of information they're giving away on Facebook and MySpace and all these other... I mean, they make it too easy, but these these predators, as we call them, they know that, and that's why they're all over it. Well, why don't we uh, devote, like, maybe 20, 30 minutes next show to cover that, because that goes into what bosses are doing. They're going online, looking at people's Facebook accounts, getting uh, past history on them and stuff. So why, why don't we just discuss this in depth, maybe, uh, the next show? I don't answer this question here, but we'll go into the, uh, you know, the social cyber stalking and all that, all that stuff. Yeah. Why did you say depth like that? You you said we could go into a into depth, like like you emphasize depth. You couldn't just say the word like, hey, we could take it in depth, but you had to say let's take it in depth. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. I'm just I'm just saying. That's like saying tooth or tooth. (laughs) (laughs) he got one tooth so guys are breaking my or more than one tooth he got two (laughs) piece i got two (laughs) tooths okay Uh, that's not funny i'm about to start up your mark if you got two teeth it'd be two tooth (laughs) (laughs) i got deuce tooth man (laughs) got two teeth i got the okay so now that we all know how many teeth mark has so uh this last question uh, just came in, and it's about no-knock warrants. So I didn't uh, do any research on this, so this is all you guys. So what are some of the reasons a no-knock warrant can be issued, i.e., too many people come across a home's threshold in an hour, too much traffic in and out of a home, 
or how many calls the police have made to a certain address, you know, about too much suspicious traffic going in and out of that home. And honestly, I have no idea. So it's all you guys. You can't get warrants for any of those. No. Well, Just yes, you can. Yes, you, going in and out of- yes, you can. You you can write a you can write a search warrant for it, but you can't do a no knock on it. You got you got to articulate why you need to bust that door down when I'm saying hi. We're here first, because it's got to be a, a danger situation. But I, I've done search warrants on houses where uh, people are going in and out. The person would go in, spend two less than two or three minutes, come back out. Two minutes later, another person comes in and out. That's narcotics activity, and you can you can justify that to a judge. You'd like to have a little more. But that's you can get uh, search warrants on that, but certainly not a no-knock. Well, Ed, why don't you uh, explain what a no-knock is for people who don't know? Well, no, no, generally in California, I'm speaking only about California, you have to knock and announce your presence in what your intention is to do. Knock, 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 police department search warrant demanding entry, open the door. We used to have to say that. You're supposed to do it up to 30 seconds. I haven't seen anybody do it to 30 seconds because basically in a 30-second time frame, they're loading their guns up and everything else behind the door. Well, if everybody watches cops, it's police department over the door, and you know by the time they yell that out, the door is busted open and they're halfway. <laughs> <working. laughs> yeah, for all, for all intents and purposes, that's how it really goes. You know, police department search warrant demanding entry, and I, and I used to run the key, so I'd slam the door, drop the key, get out of the way, and the, and the stack would go in. But no knock warrants. Would I never... have to go back out because the bag of urine between his legs dropped out, and he had to go back and get it again. <laughs> I was just going to say it's his house, have... and he already had the keys. We used to whisper it so that we wouldn't disturb anyone not related to the actual... Uh, oh, that's <laughs> nice. So, so you sort of just not quiet? Yeah. Police department. Sheriff's office search warrant. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, anyway, no knock warrants. Essentially, you, you don't you do not uh, do your knock and notice. You just, bam, you hit the door and in, in you go. That's got to be an extreme circumstance. Or it used to be an extreme. Maybe nowadays, you know, you if you, if you think you got a terrorist suspect inside the house, they got bombs and C4 laying on the table, sure. Jeez, whose attack gonna... dog is barking in the background? That's is that yours, Ed? Sparty. Spartacus. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so you, you, you don't have time to uh, knock a notice while I, while, I, while I explode the C4 on you. Yeah, you got to bust right through the door and get in there and do what you got to do. Yeah, you no, know, I agree but... with you, Ed, on the, on the uh, high activity out of a house. But usually, you know, we take things into consideration like numerous complaints by other neighbors. Oh, stuff yeah. Stuff that we've observed. You know, we'll try and stop cars when they're leaving, try and get someone to roll over and do a controlled buy, you know, so that we know for sure. Right, right. Yeah, the, the, but the traffic into a house, and like you say, we usually do traffic stops and, and try and search them and find some dope on them and get them to say they bought it inside the house. That's, that's definitely uh, – Get your get stacks up on your affidavit real well. Well, right, you need right. a pile of stuff to issue a search warrant anyway, so. No, not necessarily. You'd be surprised. Well, unless you're Ed. Well, in Delta Municipal Court, anyhow. <laughs> or you know, it's always risky, too, when cops are uh, yelling, you know, someone inside the house hears yelling and screaming and their door busts open, and if you got Joe Blow, you know, lawful citizen with a gun in his hand he's going to get capped by the police or there's been police officers shot because i mean there are mistakes sometimes cops hit the wrong house sometimes you get bogus information i think i sent you guys a link where a uh informant gave some bogus information and they raided this house and the guy uh shot as uh, somebody was crawling in this the bottom of the door and it happened to be a cop with during a search warrant so that it doesn't happen a lot, but it is it is kind of risky when you're doing warrants. 
Is that the thing about the murder charges for a man who defended his home? That one? Yeah, yeah. Bummer. They turned out to be the wrong house in the first place. Or no, no, it turned out to be the the CI may have been the actual crook in the first place. Oh. Right. Hi. Whoops. That's yeah, funny. the informant was, uh, I guess the heat was on him about a burglary or something, so he gave some false information to the officer to try to get the heat off of him, and they ended up getting a search warrant based on that information, and they hit the house, and this guy that had no criminal record or anything heard his door being broken down. He fired a shot. It, uh, it killed the cop, and uh, they ended up charging him with um, killing a police officer. So a tragic situation all the way around. So was that Harley? Ed shot a Harley when he did a search warrant. Well, you know what? That that's a prime example. A prime example. We were going after a serial killer in the town that I used to work in, and the the confidential informant told the homicide investigators that the yeah, this guy's been talking about he killed that sixteen year old girl and he dumped her body and blah 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 blah, and the guy was a tweaker. So anyway, we we all get up and we, I think you guys are familiar with this case. It was back in the mid nineties when prostitutes were all getting dumped alongside the highway. So we go to this house, we uh, do our stack, you know, bang, kick the door, et cetera, go in there. So we clear the, the clear the, uh, the uh, occupied portion of the house. Now we go downstairs into the garage area and um, kick the first door. We go running down this probably two-and-a-half-foot-wide uh, hallway. It leads to another door. And, of course, uh, moi here kicked the door. And when I, <clears throat> when I started falling backwards, I inadvertently popped around off through the door and... Uh, <laughs> Shot a motorcycle gas tank, and uh, lucky it didn't have gas in it, and uh, nothing exploded. That's why they and... put you in the front of the line from then on, right? <laughs> well, the funniest nobody, part nobody about wanted that... you behind them. The funniest, funniest part about that whole thing was, I had a guy behind me, who was uh, from another agency, and the guy behind him was from my agency. But the third guy in the stack was like five foot two, short guy, but but a fiery little guy. He was on the SWAT team and all that. So I fired the round off. The guy behind me from the other agency starts running. He turns around and starts to hightail it down down the uh, down the hallway. And the third guy in the stack is like pushing him out of the way, trying to get his gun over my shoulder to get a few rounds off. And I'm thinking, hey, hey, it's an AD, it's an AD. And I'm getting, I got a gun next to my ear now because the guy wants to start capping rounds with the door himself. I'm like, holy crap, you know. So he but just it, wrote you off and decided to use you as a big shield. Basically, yeah. That's so, right. <laughs> like a good guy, though. He's the kind of guy you want to have with you because he was ready to go. And the guy behind me was a chicken. He put his tail between his legs and ran. But needless to say, you don't kick a door in with your gun in your hand. And, you know, you, that's why they call you a key. You go up there with a big battering ram, knock the door open, and then uh, stand out of the way. So instead of an AD, it's a DA, dumbass? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay. It could have been worse. Like one of the guys in the old uh, department, he blew a hole in the bathroom uh, floor, I think, when he was taking a potty. Now, ask, ask me how you pull that one off. I had a friend who blew a hand, hole through his hand. Did he? Jeez. Yep. That was also an AD. Oh, anyway, the short story, long and long story short again, is that the, the house turned out to be, it wasn't even the suspect. Yeah, all the information that this uh, confidential informant was giving the homicide investigators was bogus. And you the guy broke had, down my door and you shot yeah. my Harley. Oh, we ripped the place to shreds, and it, you know, <laughs> turned out it wasn't even it was the guy had nothing to do with anything. Yeah, it's so, called writing a good search warrant. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, that was uh, one of those search warrant deals where the search warrant was written with the best of intents, but it was the wrong house—not the wrong house, but just had nothing to do with the crime whatsoever. So, dude, just picked a house. Well, he he picked a guy that he didn't like. Oh, and and, and basically, you know, made him look like he was the killer. 
So we had nothing to go on, and that's what they went on. And Mitt wrote a search warrant for his house, like, hoping to find evidence. And here's Dodo Bird down there blowing holes in motorcycle <laughs> gas tanks. <laughs> <laughs> now, Marty, are you, you are you going to start talking about the dog incident where I shot out the dogs and missed? Oh. Two dogs. I think well, you already yeah. told that story once. Did I tell that I hit the house? <laughs> well, it, at least I shot my gun in the line of duty, Mark. How at about least, you? At least you hit something. <laughs> yeah, people all said, you ever been involved in an in a on-duty shooting? Yeah, I have. I shot a Harley and I missed two dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was funny. I've been shot at. Does that count? Kudos to Jim, uh, I guess, the other night. There was some fool out on the water uh, firing an assault weapon into the, or some kind of... Uh, um, gun into the water and citizens were concerned they called the uh, the police and the so that's fishing right the police get down there to uh, the dock and they're trying to get the guy to dock his boat to check him out and uh, he's flipping him off i guess and comes into this little um the jim ramham area yeah so jim <laughs> uh, they called for the uh, the sheriff patrol and in comes the 25 foot patrol boat with guns and you know what would look cool if you guys had that machine gun mounted up on the front of it. That would have been awesome. <laughs> like the Coast Guard. Yeah. yeah. That would have been cool, but it would have been cooler if I was there because that was all uh, Tommy and Gary, my two partners. I, I got into the tail end of that after it was done. Oh. After it was done? How would you do that? Aren't you all in the same boat where you're on, like, a water ski? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was on a... I was on a water ski, Mark, and and the line broke, and they didn't look back and, and notice, and and they just kept going. So I floated out there by broad slough. God, it was a harrowing situation. I thought I was going to get the sturgeon started nibbling at me. It was the most traumatic. Thing Guys, ever come seen. back for me. Guys, Jeez, you told me the whole no, actually, story. Actually, that's I thought not. You were involved it's, in it's, it. It's actually funny because we used to do that to Mark when we went water skiing as kids. He'd fall, and the, the observer would be looking at girls on the beach, and he wouldn't tell me that we had a skier down. So we'd turn around to see how Mark was doing, and there'd be this little teeny dot on the water like eight miles back. No, that teeny uh, dot wasn't even me. That was Driftwood. You guys were nowhere around for like 15 minutes. <laughs> Boats are whizzing down, almost running over me and, and crap, and they're gone. Uh, hey, Jim, is it true you landed the uh, department helicopter on a bridge one time and did a – James Bond uh, stopped in the name of the law. Negative. Oh, God. Okay. He won't admit to it. Flew next to the bridge. Oh, well, then jumped off onto the bridge and stood there. I, I can't. Dirty Harry no fashion. Recollection, uh, have no recollection of. Hey, Ed, when he retires like you, he could uh, then he could talk. Oh, I thought that was like uh, you got accommodation or something for that. No, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, we call it the. Never mind. No, okay. we're we're gonna have some really interesting shows once Jim retires and we could talk. Once <laughs> the statute of limitations. Seven years. Seven buddy. years. Yeah. Seven years in a day. <sighs> All right. Well, we are officially out of questions. Hey, they were some pretty good ones tonight. Do Thank we want to uh, any anything we want to recap on these things? Oh, just crime still out there. The uh, fraud is a huge thing. Once again, if somebody calls, I mean, all these emails are going around. You know, your bank account's been compromised, limited activity until you call us with this and that. I mean, even telephone calls. I guess um, there was a guy semi-locally with the AT&T ID badge hanging around his neck that he was showing people, trying to give these people certain deals and he said hey i need your social security number uh your name and your birthday and this and that and people started getting a little 
pinked up about it, so they called AT&T and they said, no, he's, he doesn't work for us. So there's, there's all kinds of scams out there. Just remember, don't give out any of your personal information unless you're 100% absolutely sure of, uh, you know, that you initiated this contact and who you're talking to. Get callback numbers, call in and verify employment because uh, identity theft is rampant. Just call after call after call day after day of identity theft. Yeah, trust no one. Yep. And if you're being uh, kidnapped at gunpoint, do what Mark would do. Raise your T-shirt, start jumping up and down, leg hump the guy, and uh, <laughs> him off by surprise. And the guy will run off screaming instead of uh, you having to do it. Yeah, people could try just, that, Jim. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. We recommend you don't try that. <laughs> I dig you, Mark. Happy birthday, bro. Jeez, uh, appreciate that, Jim. Are you getting pretty close close to pulling the plug, huh? No. Who, Mark? Yeah. No, the plug is wedged Mark's in closer for than a I while. <laughs> I'm in the 3% at 70 plan. <laughs> Jim's going to be patrolling parking lots on a lark. You know what hurts? That, that wasn't a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. To our three listeners, we do appreciate it. Very much so, and two of them are in Australia. That's awesome. Yep, and they're getting a book. Well, write in uh, any of these people if they want books, the ones that uh, gave us these questions. Let Brent know. We'll mail you out a book. Absolutely. And uh, send in your questions. If we use your question, we'll give you a book. And uh, shout-outs. Let us know where you're at. We can give you a shout-out. We'd like to know where some of our listeners are, uh, are at. Yeah, give your home address. Mark's a stalker. Yeah, and if you're a crook and you're in that neighborhood, just let us know and we'll uh, call the cops for you. So uh, I guess until uh, not next week, but the week after, because we're on our new weekly, bi-weekly, what? Something like that. We're on the gym schedule. Bi-monthly? What is it? We're on the gym schedule. Oh, gym. Okay. Whenever it feels like it. Yeah. So. Ouch. Yeah, we all apologize that Jim can't actually use Google Calendar, but it's cool. So. What's Google Calendar? <laughs> and on that note, we will, uh, we will see everybody the next time Jim wants to do a show. All right, people, stay safe. See ya. <laughs>